Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey! Hello. <laughs> Hello. Oh, it's so great to see you guys. Thank oh you. My goodness, Thank you. So many my mother, people my mother. here. Hello. Hey. Hello. Amazing. Stop. Everyone just wanted to welcome back to our favorite game show, Cooking with Family, to see how long. Right. We so can what co- we're going to be cooking today is we're going to be making this delightful little okay. quiche dish. Okay. And I know that. Yep. Um, so just, we're going to get some pans, move it around here. So you want we're me to just, just get go things worked somewhere? Out. And as we're, I, uh, Kyle, do you mind just, uh, just grabbing yeah. the? You grab the um, one. <laughs> Oh, you know what I'm talking about, uh, right? Oh, uh, I don't. I don't know it at all. Just give me listen, some kind of Listen, don't get something. sharp with me, young I'm man. Not, I'm not getting sharp with anybody. That's, okay. Listen, you know nope, what this, I'm talking uh, about. No, the thing. I, I don't actually all know right? at all the what thing. you're talking about. We'll grab that. Just stop. You're pointing at things that aren't What's, what's there, going on? That is going to do it for us today, guys. I can't take it anymore. And what's going on Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Kyle Moore. I'm just like, just doing swell. You know, and joining me here uh, in a few is also going to be me, but the version that generally reflects like my mental state is almost always in a bad mood. And I can, ch- I can just talk him now because he's not like, he's here, but he's not like here on the mic, which is delightful because instead of having to do this whole back and forth thing, I can just motor through this part of the intro Get into the episode with a guest who is still salty about being left on the pod a couple weeks ago. Even though I thought we already resolved this. And based on the intro, you can probably guess what's uh, about to happen. A lot of editing is what's about to happen. Um, But why not? You know, this is like my own personal little think tank. And I like to challenge myself is how I have to frame this so I don't drive myself nuts in the process. Uh, kicking things off, I wanted to let you guys know that as truly handsome as I am, and trust me, like, like wowie, zowie, smoking hot, I can get even hotter. And November is when that happens. Okay, so I know you're probably thinking, this motherfucker gets better looking? And I do. 
because all this month, I'm going to be raising funds for men's mental health and suicide prevention through the Movember Foundation with the goal of raising a grand. So now you're probably like, wow, okay, so Kyle with a mustache, hot, steamy, but it gets better. It gets better. If we hit our $1,000 goal, I will be trimming what I can only describe as my luscious, luscious locks that I've dedicated so much time and energy to into a Movember mullet. So a mustache and a mullet, if the Life's Rec community can hit our goal, the donation link is going to be in the description and on my Instagram page at Morsey. That's Morsey with three Y's. So check that out and let's raise some money for an amazing cause and, uh, you know, have a little bit of fun in the process. Um, as a man who struggles with my own mental health, just know, uh, for all the bros out there, every mustache, 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 every mustache that you see this month, every Movember ad or post, like it's, it's for you guys, you know, you deserve to be supported and feel whole and connected and happy and complete and healthy. And, and you deserve nothing less. I, I fell into that trap a lot in my life where I thought that I didn't deserve anything and I could not be more wrong. We are men. And men have to be there for one another with love and compassion and acceptance. So just know that for any man listening right now, you can always talk with me about what's going on in your life. And I encourage you to find others in your life who will hold that same space for you when you need it. And I honestly, I feel like this is a great segue into our next touch point, which is, of course, our boys over at Tether. So speaking of having space to connect with other men on the grounds of healthier living and mental health recovery, Tether is this really amazing peer support social network for men. Um that it's amazing. Basically, it's the social media app that you can log on to. Uh, it takes like five minutes to get all signed up. It asks, you know, you're able to do daily check-ins. You're able to connect with other men from literally around the world who get it, who are going through similar circumstances that you're going through and who are looking looking to get some things off their chest. And if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, I highly, highly recommend that you go uh, check out Tether in the Google Play and App Store today. And one of the other things about Tether that's really amazing is they have these Tether pods, which is basically weekly men's groups, uh, which I've been doing the pods now for like seven or eight months. And it's been with the same guys and I've been able to build these like really amazing relationships with these guys. They've become a part of my support system. They hold such a special place in my heart. And um, what's really cool is we've been working with Tether for a long time now. And now if you use the uh, Life's Rec referral link that's in my uh, the, in the description of this episode, um, you are able to sign up for the Tether pods and a little bit of your entry fee will get kicked back to us uh, to help support the growth of this podcast and the growth of mental health awareness. Uh, I mean, specifically here in the Maritimes for right now, but really, you know, as, as much as we continue to grow that that helps us so that just means a lot um and uh yeah and i think also like i last touch point here so we've got uh november tether i don't want to overwhelm you guys with too many things before we kind of hop into things uh because you're going to be hearing just way too much of me today and by the end of it you're going to be like oh my god this guy's the worst which is you know what i thought for like 15 years so you know whatever <laughs> um finally i'm just I'm, I'm really excited to announce that literally tomorrow which is crazy to say. This has been a project that's been in the works forever. Um, tomorrow at 8 p.m. Atlantic, we're going to finally be going live with the Better Tomorrow website. That is www.bettertomorrow.world. And there you'll be able to find all of our first um, our first Better Tomorrow drop. Hats, posters, stickers, uh, any future merch drops or original Better Tomorrow collections will be on that website. Uh, again, that's 8 p.m. Atlantic, November 6th. 
And for the first 48 hours, we're running a sale where hats are $5 off. Um, I think stickers are on sale as well. So, you know, that'll help with shipping costs. And 15% of all profits from this drop will be going directly, directly towards Canadian mental health initiatives. And I will show you guys that you know, what those numbers look like as we progress. Um, you know, we are looking, the the name's in the title, like we're looking to be a better company. And so, um, you know, being transparent is, is something that's huge, hugely important for us. So 15% of all profits will be going directly, directly towards Canadian mental health initiatives. So you are able to buy a hat, uh, buy stickers, buy posters, all of which we kind of see as like talking pieces, something that gets a conversation started. You know that that money is going towards mental health initiatives. It's helping us grow. It's helping raise awareness for mental health across Canada. And um, we look forward to you guys being a part of that. So uh, so yeah, tomorrow at 8 p.m., uh, get ready for that. And we'll be posting, uh, you know, a ton of stuff about that. So uh, just, uh, just look out for that. Um, now that was just a delightfully easy, you know, so now we've got the part of the show where we introduce our guest, which won't be hard because this better be good. Oh, <laughs> for the amount of work going into this, it better be, uh, this week on the show, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. You know, I've always loved like exploring the concept of, of self-talk and the relationship that we have with ourselves. And I'm really fortunate that, you know, I have this creative freedom through the podcast to, really kind of learn about this relationship and explore this relationship in a way that feels really right to me and to be able to share that with you guys it means a lot to me and so i figured like you know like what the hell like let's make a full episode out of it not like like, a full full episode because that would take would take time that i do not have to edit uh so a short form uh interview with me myself and i so welcome to the podcast one of truly one of the most strange interview guests ever me <laughs> You're gonna embarrass me. Cut it out. Jeez, this is, uh, this is too good. That was that was horrendous, by the way. Well, what did you want? I don't know. I thought a little more more life than that. Like basically, just called this episode weird, and then you were like, "What am I, what am I supposed to be like?" I am a mental health advocate who has blah 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 blah. Like it's our show, so people. I mean, I hope people know. Either way, I just want to let you know I have not had a good experience as a guest so far, and I hope that you treat our other guests with more respect. I will not be uh, advocating for you, sir. No, yeah, you want the whole bit. like green room treatment. You want the whole the whole works. All right, if you want to start this off oh, in a more traditional way, uh, you know, thanks to countless years of therapy, hearing this question all the time, um, you know that I love to start the show this way. So the first question I have for you, my handsome devil of a guest. How you doing? Okay, well, first of all, I'm going to be talking to the HR person on oh, that one. Oh, my. I tried to, like, toss you a little bone, and this is... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Is this your interview or, or mine? Honestly, at this point, I, I don't know. So just please... I, I'm doing well, Kyle. Question. Thank you for asking. Um, honestly, for those listening at home, like, I've, I've had my ups and downs, uh, as all of us do, but right now, I'm actually, I'm actually feeling really nice. Um, we've had some uh, very fulfilling days over the past, uh, past few and accomplished a lot in a short period of time, so I feel proud of that. I'm... On, like my biggest thing is that I'm working on appreciating the work we do instead of always kind of like shying away from putting you know our full power behind something or like intentionally putting too much on our plate. Why do you think that's something we've done for so long, dude? We we are recovering perfectionists. Like you know throughout our lives we've been pretty good at diagnosing what was on uh, you know the radar, what was on the mm-hmm. to do list, and how we could like give ourselves an out. What do you mean? Well, like for us, like there was a lot of pressure to be perfect. It was like without being perfect that I'm like everyone else. And if I'm just like everyone else, then I'm no good at all. <laughs> yeah. Fun, fun little loop. 
Yeah. So like basically if you boil that down, it was like be perfect or socially and morally die. And with anxiety, like I'm looking out for our survival and with a mismanagement of chemicals. Thanks brain for that one. Yeah, for real. You know, that fight or flight response gets triggered in circumstances that don't need it at all. So because we are flawed individuals, like every other person on this planet, when we ran into times that we had to live up to these unrealistic expectations of perfection, we would have like what I think would be some form of like control over our lives, either overload or underload our plates so that we had an so excuse. basically it wasn't perfect because it didn't deserve to be perfect. Didn't deserve to have our perfection or it wasn't perfect because there's so much on the plate that it's not on exactly. me. And it was always an excuse so that we could retain that perfectionism and always have an excuse if that perfection was called into question. We, uh, we got some issues, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, and we're only a few minutes in. Yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting one. Um, I really want to stick on this topic of, like, perfectionism, but I feel like, I mean, quite literally, like, I'm going to go where my mind is taking me on this one. Uh, and I'd love to know, like, what your interpretation was like of when we first met. Oh, it was a beautiful day. <laughs> yeah, not for me. No, you're right. It sucked. Um, <laughs> I think I think I would have been... Uh, Back when we were living in Perth Road, I don't remember where, you know, you saw it, but I remember that you saw like a vampire <laughs> on TV or something. Holy shit. It was a vampire. Yeah. And, and I don't know where the hell you saw that, but there was this vampire and basically the concept of a vampire introduced you to the concept of death. And then that whole just compounded idea freaked you the hell out. And thus, ta-da, our relationship was born. Yeah, not particularly a... Uh what I would call healthy one for a while. What, like 16 years straight up? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but that's the thing is like for me, it wasn't, you know, remotely healthy either because like the state in which I existed in was exhausted all the time because I didn't have the vocabulary to talk it through. Yeah, so it was like the state of confusion and miscommunication where I got angrier and more exhausted the more you kept things in. Yeah, well, I kept it in because I didn't want to like spread the feeling I was feeling. And I, yeah, and you felt the ramifications of that. And it was a wicked spiral that, to put it politely, fucked us up. Yeah, kind of like uh, really fucked up my younger years. Dude, remember the puffer? Oh my god, yes. The puffer. Dude, you needed that. My boy stayed strapped with his puffer. Like, you had that thing everywhere. You know how embarrassing it was to walk around with it in my front pocket? Like it, was like the, it looked like a permanent boner. And you did that for years, like even university. Yeah, never knew when I was going to have a... a you never did have one, did you? Yeah, no, not not once. But still, ev- everywhere. Everywhere. Gas station, like two minutes away from home. Yeah, you kicked my fucking ass that, that day. Was, yeah, okay. That was one of many adolescent anxiety attacks, which I, I apologize yeah, for. I appreciate that. I thought we were in trouble. I was freaking out. It was actually crazy how I, I couldn't, like, I was terrified. I, it was crazy how I couldn't listen to the rationale of mom and dad there. They were like, they were like, uh, Kyle, you can literally, we were like, we were across the, uh, the, uh, across the stream there. We were across the river in, uh, Callis and, uh, mom and dad were like, it's the house is there. Like you could see, yeah, but to me, it, like, it didn't matter. I was like five feet outside the house, five hours away the fact that I didn't have that safety blanket nearby, it just filled my head with like this, the horrendous ideations of what my death was going to look like and how painful an asthma and attack would be. if you did have an anxiety, or not an anxiety attack, if you did have an asthma attack, you were so worked up, you probably would have just dropped yeah, really, right it really, it would have been a, a heart <laughs> yeah, attack of stress real. I would have to worry about. So our relationship, like, it's been an interesting one because you were with me from such a young age. Like, I really thought something was, like, legitimately wrong with me. <laughs> well. 
Yeah, all right. There is something wrong with me still. Uh, Thankfully, now we know that the idea of like this being something that's wrong just isn't true. You know, it's uh, it's like more just the environment you had to learn how to operate in and work. With. Uh, it's funny, like I, in a, I kind of think of like Tarzan, like where eventually you learn how to work and move, and in a weird way, like appreciate a more dangerous, daunting environment. You know, it kind of becomes like comfortable. Okay, keep, keep going. I just have something after this. Sure. Yeah, but like as an adult, that's when Tarzan in the movies is like king of his domain. But you know, if you put a baby or a young kid in the forest by themselves. And it's like, fuck, this is terrifying. So even though you might get to that spot, to be that young kid in that seemingly dangerous environment sucks. You love a little pop, you know, sprinkle a little pop culture over there. That's definitely an interesting way of putting it for sure. Yeah, I mean, thanks. Like, what, what, did, you, uh, what did you have? Yeah, I was going to say, like, the, the one time that I felt comfortable with you during those earlier years... Um, you know, I, I felt like I was able to put away the aggression of trying to like protect us from some shit that didn't even exist, uh, was sports. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about this on the pod before. Like, like sports was something that was really a saving grace for us. Yeah. Well, because like it engaged this side of everything where we understood the environment, which I think was huge for us. You know, there weren't these like external sources that were at play mm. while we were on the field or court or whatever. So instead of like analyzing ourselves, or the outside world, it was like, let's put all our brain power into figuring out, you know, this, right? It was like figuring out sports because it was a problem that could be solved versus like an impossible problem that we created to like terrorize ourselves. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was strange because we could like collectively think it all through the huh. same way we thought through more unrealistic problems, but we had like closure every time. You know, it was win or lose, but you, you have some control over that. It's an interesting way of thinking about it because like typically I'm thinking of all the times we think about how we basically had to like fix our entire world, you know, figure out world peace at 15, 16 years old, hold the weight of the world on our shoulders. But at sports, it was like, it was such an easier problem. And I, I feel like you didn't get necessarily like triggered. Yeah. I mean, I mean like maybe like triggered, but not in the traditional way mm. necessarily. Like I still flared up, but when you can think through and see the end of the path um you know before you even start like you have a plan it's actionable you're stepping outside of the storm of trying to think through the entire world and everything and you you're able like you're almost kind of forced outside of that and all of a sudden you're like oh shit there's the finish line for that thing that we're doing right now now let's figure out how to get there the one thing about sports though later in life golf oh yeah no fuck that nonsense i knew this would get you going yeah i mean of course it's going to get me going like i mean this is the opposite of what we're talking about, where it's like your objective is so clearly defined, but you just can't like physically make it happen. Yeah. So all of a sudden you start beating well, down. Know, you're in charge of the limbs, aren't you? Like make them work. It's not, it's not that easy. Well, I guess fucking not. Have you seen our scores? That's what gets me fired Golf might up. actually be like the one thing that to this day like puts us against each other. It, it is it is tough to work with you on those days. Yes. It, it's so funny that we we absolutely hate golf. And love sports. You know who's somebody who really like loves golf though? Dad. Holy it, shit. On, it blows my mind that for someone who shares, you know, some anxious tendencies that we so, so luckily inherited, you know, that golf is like a, a reprise for him. I love it, man. I, I really do. And it's so tough because like, I mean, one day we, it might just click and we might just be like, oh, like I like this now. Like black coffee. Yeah, I exactly. But <laughs> just like reflecting on it, you know, now and I, and I love to see... How us working, I was just thinking about dad and I was just thinking of like, 
it's interesting how us working together and talking about this stuff more has made talking with like dad and other men in our lives about mental health so much easier. Good old Terry Moore. I'm telling you, some of the things that he says, you're like, you're like, damn. Yeah, right, man. Just nice. like the reassurance now and the understanding and vulnerability. Like growing up and seeing dad go to work on like dangerous sites and out in dangerous weather, it made well, it made us anxious as hell. And I know dad was anxious too. It's like largely where the claustrophobia came from, right? Yeah, any kind of confined space is a, a thing for him uh, and then was for me too. But like, you know, seeing someone who's so influential in my own life start at like 50 years old to talk more openly about his mental health and, you know, the chats that we've had about, about life and prioritizing yourself and your happiness and everything. Like, I know that was a bit of a side note, but when you do an episode where you talk with yourself, like you kind of have to go where your brain goes. And I don't know, it's cool. It's cool to to see that. That that impact on somebody that I care so much about and that, you know, I look up to so much as a man. It's it's really cool. We have yeah. Yeah, we've on we've been very lucky family wise. Well, fuck, man. Like I've said it countless times in interviews and stuff that like I don't think I'd necessarily I wouldn't be where I am today, let alone I don't even know if I'd be here in general if it wasn't for them. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. Nah man, it's all good. It provided us with like well it provided us with this. You know, like perspective and how sick is it to go from ground fucking zero, like absolute rock diddly bottom, and then you just crawl your way back to here? Yeah, no, it's true. Family was so impactful in those years. Yeah. Oh, man. Dude, I mean, in general, like it's huge, you know, nurture. It's the main element of hmm. those formative years. But, you know, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword, you know, like when I was going through like the really, really dark times, I wanted an out. You know what I mean? Like there was like, it was like I wanted things to go badly so that I had, I had an out. I had a reason. I had an excuse, whatever it was. But like my family was great and, you know, and they wouldn't give me one, right? Because they were just always amazing and they were there. And like, I'm so thankful for that. But then, you know, because we didn't talk about mental health openly in those formative years, I had this fear of like disappointing them or smudging the idea of like a perfect son, perfect family, like embarrassing them. And and so I kept everything in and like their attitude now shows that I didn't have to do that. But when you're a kid, you're afraid to take that leap of faith. Oh man, I'm just kind of like, I'm just trying to think, it just shows how important all of this was because like, absolutely. I didn't like how you treated me and obviously you weren't a fan of me lashing back out at you, but so much of this could have been resolved earlier if we just talked. You know, if we show people in our lives the human side of how we're feeling and we talk with children and teenagers openly about this shit, you're going to see so much more self-awareness and understanding. And that's the shit that really saves lives so that you can avoid future podcasts being made that's just a guy talking to himself, literally interviewing himself. Like, I mean, who doesn't want that? Actually, do you mind if I ask you a question real quick? Yeah, of course. Why, why me? What do you mean? Like, why decide to personify the emotions and the feelings of your mental health? Because even though, like, I'm a fairly accurate representation, like, you can't completely sum up this side of us. It's oh, a good question, man. Um, honestly, because, like, the way I've always thought about it, I've felt what I would consider your presence for so long that even at the beginning of the podcast, I always felt it was easiest to personify the things inside my head. Because I think that only when you see this character as a person can you empathize with them. And that's mm. the thing where so often, like just in a lot of relationships, it can be so easy to be like, nope, it's all, it's all, you know, a lot of finger pointing. It's all their fault. You know, I'm feeling shitty because of them. 
I, I don't, you know, this is something that's been ruined because of them, blah, blah, blah. It's because of them, because of them, because of them. You're reflecting. You're not taking any of that. You're not allowing yourself to heal. But every relationship has more than one side. And I, like, I guess for me, like letting you really speak and trying to be like, as you know, honest, but casual, not spelling it all out with the heinous shit that you've put in my head over the years, which we, which we've worked on, but obviously, yes, like some things can be a lot to vocalize when you're still, you know, doing the intro. Yeah. Like giving you a voice. Like I want people to see it's not you versus you. It's like a, you know, me versus me. It's, it's like a, I'm just trying to like, I'm thinking back to like university days. It's like a group project when you're working on, but you're working on that group project for the rest of your life and you can hate each other. And by consequence, in this case yourself, or you take the time to figure out how that person works and you appreciate how you can help and grow together. And then there might be a chance at a healthy relationship there. You know, like talking with you is therapy because it's, it's talking to myself. You are me and I am you as much as, you know, we butt heads and fuck with each other. But you're all I got, man. You're all I'm going to have. And why would I neglect that part of who I am? It doesn't, like, it doesn't sound fun. It doesn't sound fulfilling. I want to be whole. And I feel like for so long, I didn't give myself the chance to do that. And then when I started like doing this and giving myself the creative freedom to talk with you, um, talk with me, I stopped being afraid of myself. And, you know, this, this hatred and this fear that I had for you and then in consequence for me, like it just... It didn't lead to anything productive. So I thought like, you know, why not see what this guy has to say? And it's been, it's been pretty great. What was that thing that Grandpa Charlie told us? Oh, I'm so glad you, I think it was something along the lines. This isn't word for oh, word, God, but like, it was basically, you can be born with a regular brain and a regular mind and live a regular life that's filled with, ex you know, amazing experiences. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if you're dealt the hand of having a strange, irregular, fascinating brain, a strange, fascinating mind, and it can lead to a strange and fascinating life, isn't it worth seeing what strange and fascinating can be for you? Mm, dude, I love that. Me too, man. All right. Now, now I have a question for you. This one's a bit, uh, you know, I, I feel like you're going to give me a little bit of grief for this one because this one's a bit uh, fugazi, fugazi, a little bit hippy dippy. I want to know. I <laughs> I want to know what makes you happy. Hmm. Okay. Because we're one. We are Kyle, but there are things that make you happy that might not not necessarily be like my thing, and vice versa. So, what makes the mental side of Kyle more happy? Yeah, what a beautiful question. Oh, thank you. Br brilliant. I know. Well, well done. Awesome. It's um, a tough one. You know, uh, I don't know. Even as I'm like sitting here thinking, like I think a lot of things are popping up for me right now. Um, I mean, this podcast, this podcast means a lot to me, gave me a voice, which is always, uh, always fantastic. Uh, jazz music, uh, nights in with friends, chess competing in general, um, reading first thing in the morning instead of like scrolling Instagram or TikTok or whatever. It feels good. Eating well, drinking water. I don't think this is just a head to us thing, but like in general, I think when we do things that put my well-being first, like that means a lot to me. I think it's one of those things to be listened to and appreciated and to have my boundaries respected. Like that's, that's huge for me. And where does like chess and competition fit in there? Because, um, well, like I, 
Well, like to do things that are mentally stimulating, where it's like a challenge to yourself, a constant, you know, puzzle to figure out. And it's like, it's never ending learning and analyzing. Like, I love that shit. Plus, like you mix in some physical elements in there, little uh, competition, get some friendly pickup going or whatever. I love nice. that. Yeah. So I might be wrong, but like you appreciate healthy stress. Yeah. You can call it a healthy stress. I, I, the thing is like, for me, it's just play. And we don't do that enough as a society. When you have like stakes you're playing for, bragging rights or not, and you get to just like take the pressure off because you realize you don't have to prove anything to anyone and that it's just like you're just there to push yourself and see where you can go at that point in time. Let your brain, you know, you just let it go. Letting it go, it's problem solving. It's just, I love it, man. It's hard to put into words. It's amazing. Yeah, see, the thing I struggle with there is like, don't have to prove anything because I feel like I have to prove something to you or to us or whatever, like all the time. But when you give yourself permission to have fun, then you eliminate the expectation to prove anything. You know, I I think it's like, it's different with expecting yourself to be great or expecting yourself to have fun and then just being surprised at how great you can be when you let your brain just chill and enjoy itself and you just like, let it go. Let go, eh? Letting go. Something, something, something that's very tough Very us. important. Yeah. We, uh, we should do a whole episode on that one day. I, I completely agree. I, I got one last question for you, and then um, I'll have you give out a challenge for our listeners after that. Okay. I got to do a challenge. Ind- indeed you do. Can it, can it be for you to shower more often? You're really going to derail this. Brush right? teeth? Deodorant or any just clean What's something? something, if you could go back in time... You tell your younger self. Oh damn! I was just I was messing with you. Now I'm kind of thrown off. Uh, that's that's actually a very interesting question, because not like not like you, but my younger mental self. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Oh, that's so hard. Um, I think I'd let my younger self know that he has to focus on patience. You know, I felt like I was locked away for so long and that I was neglected and it was, it was tough and I lashed out and I just think I'd let him know that as scary as things are, things will get so much better. And then that kid on the other side of all this is just a scared kid who's trying to figure it out, you know, and is fighting with chemical imbalances and negative self-worth and that we are not his enemy. You know, we are just him. And instead of fighting... Sometimes it's about working on that understanding, giving someone the space to learn who they are and how they work. I think I would just let them know that he's not alone in what he's feeling. Not only is the other side of him feeling the exact same way, and maybe they're just scared of that pain going even deeper if they let me in. But... So many people around the world, so many men around the world, boys around the world are going through that same thing. And it's just about patience, the process, trusting yourself, even when you don't think you deserve it. I think that's what I would say. That's really nice, man. That's really, thank you, brother. I mean, you're me, man. There's no point in hating on someone this this good looking. I mean, I can't Yo. argue with you there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you freak. All right, man. Um, I hope you've been thinking on it because now is the time to lay down our challenge. 
for our listeners, something that they can implement into their week, their month, their year, live a more happy, healthy, fulfilled right, yeah, life. I'm ready for this. What do you got? Look yourself in the mirror this week. I want you to look in your eyes and I want you to truly tell yourself something that you appreciate about yourself. You know, the, the most corny shit in the world, but I promise you that it will be so eye-opening. Literally like say, hey, insert your name here. I just wanted to take the time to appreciate you and let you know how much I love the work that you've put into this project that is life. Or I love how much you've been working on improving your focus. Or I'm so proud of, you know, that you've eaten today or that you've taken your meds. You know, do that shit once a day for a week. Take 30 seconds. This isn't one of those things where I'm saying go for a run or whatever. I'm saying take 30 seconds and watch that shit change your life. I love it. You're basically simplifying what we've done here with this. Exactly. Like, I I think anytime you can verbalize to yourself things you appreciate, they just, they, they stick. Yeah, absolutely. Like, for instance, I'm really proud of you for coming up with the idea for this episode and seeing it through. You know, we took a chance and stepping outside of this structure that we've set, you know, to try to do something different. Like, I love our focus on broadening our creative, our creative scope. So thank you. Well, well done. thank you. And, and well done on putting as much time as you uh, did into thinking of answers for our questions and, you know, taking this thing in so many different directions. It's like, uh, I got you, man. Always. Yeah, I know that now. I, you have no idea how much that means to me, man really do um guys i want to thank you guys for taking the time i want to thank me for taking the time well, today literally didn't have a choice but uh i I'm, I'm glad we did this me too yeah and if you like this episode rate it and review it on your favorite podcasting platform let us know on instagram at life's rec podcast twitter at life's rec pod uh and we're at morsey on instagram at kai or k more i don't even know my own twitter uh, handle at k more zero zero eight one uh much love guys thank you for sharing the time with us and just remember that as the relationship with yourself changes and evolves that life's one hell of a wreck and we'll see you in two weeks Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.